This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or you can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com, submit your questions, and we will answer them right here on the air. Tony, joining me this morning, the man, the myth, the legend, what's shaking, bacon? (laughs) I'm right here. Uh, I'm ready to go bright and early. I've had about six cups of coffee, so I can try to keep up with you today, Travis. Well, I had two cups of calf, so good luck. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I just had uh, the regular, uh, the regular. I didn't have the uh, extra. You had had unleaded. I had leaded. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I've been good. You know, it's been a crazy busy week for me. How about you? Have you been keeping busy? I have. I have. I've actually, and, and it's it's very odd for me not to have a, 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 or to have a break in my calendar, if you will, but I didn't really have a break. I actually been working on my book this week. So took a, oh, took about a half a day this week, made some good progress. So uh, finally got the intro and in the first chapter done. So working on that, got about uh, nine more chapters to go. So it, it, we're hoping we're shooting for Christmas. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely bring that back to the show whenever we get it done. But uh, but yeah, that was good. Obviously, the the kiddos are, are running me ragged. So you know, uh, you you leave work and like most people out there, you're going to ball games and cheering and yep. football and all that stuff. So it's uh, it's a grind, but it's a good grind and wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, I love this time of year because uh, I'm a big football fan, uh, NFL, and uh, my Vikings won the first. They week did. Congratulations! So. I was that was that was pretty impressive. I was I was yeah. shocked. Yeah, they did really well. Some good play calling. So I'm excited about our new coach. How about you now? Do you have a football team that you root for? Well, uh, uh, Georgia Southern University beat Nebraska in yes. Nebraska. I know. Uh, in fact, uh, 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 a mutual acquaintance of ours, Bill Altman, who lives in Nebraska, was at that game to see his Huskers get beat. Uh, okay, okay. And uh, <laughs> Scott Frost, the uh, head coach, got fired. That was that was kind of interesting. Yep. He, uh, yep. and, and I didn't realize this. I went back and kind of looked him up. Do you know that he in uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers actually beat Peyton, Peyton the man Manning, uh, and had a share of the national title back in 1998? That that was his claim to fame. I didn't know who yep. their coach was, uh, so I looked him up, and yeah, Georgia Southern biggest win since we beat Florida in the swamp. Uh, yep. Then then this was also kind of cool. Uh, it was it was very odd that it was like uh, Georgia didn't beat. Sanford, but 33 to zero. And they were like, oh my God, they deserve to be out of the top five. They can't beat Sanford. When 
Now, when Alabama almost lost to Texas and won on a last-minute field goal. So, we, I mean, we have had week after week so far of just great, great football. Tony, sure. I'm pumped. If, it, if this is the precursor to the season, bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> now, what about the NFL? Are you in Atlanta? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I really, I really don't have a favorite uh, NFL team. I guess if I could say one that I go to more than than others, I'm I typically go. I'll go to Jacksonville, watch the Jags. Oh, um, sure. They're about uh, for me. They're about an hour closer than the Falcons. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. So you know, I I just I like to watch. I like football. I don't. I I really could care less about NFL as far as picking a team. Um, you know, baseball same way. You know, we were out in Colorado, uh, went and watched the Rockies and the Dodgers play. You know, I just like watching sure. you know professional sports. But I actually oh, yeah. college football is where I dig in and, and actually root yeah, for oh, teams. Yeah. So, well, that's and and that's in in your area. I mean, I grew up in Minnesota. We didn't have much for college sports, but uh, down there, I'll tell you what. It, it, here in Georgia, that's that's it. The college sports are the big sports. Right. I mean, well, you know, you think about think about this um, out of out of the the divisions in this country, out of the the different, um, you know, the SEC, the different conferences, SEC, ACC, Big 12, yep. Pac-10 or Pac-12, et cetera. I mean, I hate to say it is the truth. The SEC that's the cream of the crop that's all around us so if you can't go and get pumped at one of these games i just don't know what you i don't know if you need to check yeah, your pulse or what i mean it doesn't that's matter true. if you're a favorite you know true. if you have a favorite yeah. team playing or not it's just yeah. it's awesome football atmosphere oh yeah i mean i mean georgia alabama that whole area just uh, yeah it's it's amazing yeah. college ball college football is great well Enough about sports. What about finances? What's going on out there? I mean, I see headlines, you know, worst worst market day since 2020 yesterday as of the recording of the show. Right. And then yeah. I still see headlines about inflation. Well, yesterday was was actually it was it was actually caused by the inflation report because I think everyone assumed it was going to be much softer than it was, and it turns out it actually ticked up a little bit in some some areas. So, you know, Tony, it's it's like we talked about. This is going to be a long long drawn out fix. This is not going to be something where the Fed's going to be able to raise interest rates six or eight months, and and this is going to be behind us. I mean, we. We stopped the economy in 2020. We poured $5.3 trillion plus or minus in stimulus onto the onto the economy to basically restart the fire. Well, if you took a five-gallon can of gasoline and you poured it on a not-so-raging fire, would you get an initial blaze that would be very, very hot? Yes, right? And and it, But eventually it will burn back down. But it just takes a while for it to burn down, and that's that's essentially a, a, a good way to link to think about what inflation is is going on or what impacts are ha- we're having right now. Is that's a good analogy? You know, we we have seen we have seen the the extremes on both ends. If you really consider what we've been through, you know, back in the early '80s when you had Volcker and you had double digit interest rates, which is you know. 
it depends on what side of the conversation you're on with a senior whenever you talk about it. Because on one hand, they're like, yeah, I remember a 15% mortgage. And then some are like, yeah, I remember 15% CDs. So it, it depends on what side of the, the conversation you're on as to how you feel about that. But we saw interest rates go all the way down to 0.32% in March of 2020. And obviously, those who who remember uh, economics from either high school or or in college, you know, when interest rates are falling, what happens to price? Price goes up. Well, we were used to getting, you know, price appreciation and, uh, you know, we were okay with yields falling because, I mean, heck, we were making four or five, 10 percent on our bonds. So uh, I think right now we're starting to see people get a little nervous because, you know, obviously we're start to the market in the 60-40 portfolio or <clears throat> in what would be considered the typical retiree portfolio in history uh, because we've had uh, stock sell off at the same volume. Bonds have also sold off. Um, you've got, uh, you know, the federal Federal Reserve that is playing chicken with seems like with the economy because every time it seems like the market's like okay we digested what the Fed said it's not going to be that bad then you have Jay Powell come out and say oh I will wreck this plane to save it and then you know we get a 10% sell off so this has been a brutal year going up and down getting whipsawed but that's why, you know, I know for for those who are like, oh, God, he's going to start talking about the plan again. Yes, that's the reason why if you planned ahead of time, <clears throat> like our clients, you, you haven't really had a, a whole lot to say because you're like, you know what? You told us it was coming. We prepared ahead of time. It's not that bad. So let's let's keep going. And that's really where we are is we're we're in a position where the medicine has finally stopped being administered. We're going to have to come off of it. And we cannot keep putting stimulus and quantitative easing into the economy. We have to let the market be the market. And that's what's going on. Now, let's talk about some positives. Don't always focus on the negative, right? Cost of living adjustment for Social Security, Tony. It's going to be the biggest one since 1981. I know we'd rather have it under different circumstances. I get it. But it's 8.7% is what we're expecting. So, for the average retiree, let's say you get seventeen hundred bucks a month, it's going to be around one hundred fifty to two hundred bucks a month is what you're going to get in a in a cost of living adjustment. That's not bad, right? I mean, you're you're talking about you're talking about an extra you know couple thousand potentially in additional dollars into your paycheck. And since Medicare actually went up last year, but the reason they went up was they were going to experiment and use a new drug, and it was supposed to have you know great efficacy against uh, Alzheimer's, dementia. It wasn't used as much as as much as it was it was thought to be used. Therefore, not as much was spent. So Medicare actually may I'm not going to say it won't because you know never let a good crisis go to waste for the government. Not going to say it won't eat up some of that cost of living, but chances are it could eat up none or very little, which is going to put more money in your pocket. So I'm. I mean, there are reasons to be optimistic. There are reasons to be positive. Don't think everything is the end of the world, because if that's the case, you're going to live and die a bunch of times. Um, but that's that's something I would ask you to, to focus on is we are in a correction. We are in a bear market. Haven't seen one in 15 years. Uh, last time we had a negative year, Tony, was 2018. So, you know, you think about it like this. 
if you've went up 50 or 60% from where you started, even if you're giving back 10 or 15%, is it really the end of the world? Probably not, because chances are, once the market sells off and starts moving higher, are you going to recover? Absolutely. So, you know, just keep that in mind. It's just important to keep your eye on the ball, have a plan, and understand how inflation is going to impact you. So I've actually got a few a few points that uh, we need to make as far as how inflation could impact our clients, Tony. So you ready? Yeah. I know that was a I big intro, re- but are you ready? I, I am All ready. All right. Well, let's talk about the first one, portfolio. I know you you hear this because you, you talk to advisors and I hear this because I talk to clients. Portfolio right now is, is a real big uh, question because everybody's like, well, doesn't this thing only go up Aren't we supposed to just go up? No, because the market is going to do what the market does. The S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ, it does not it does not care, Tony, if you or I are invested in it. It doesn't care. It, it has no that has no bearing on the situation. The, your portfolio is reacting to Fed comments and actions right now. They're trading the headlines, right? Algorithms make up about a third of all trading. Well, guess what they trade, Tony? Headlines and comments. So is it any wonder why you see these big days and these big swings whenever we get this bad news or we get good news, right? I I mean, it's it works both ways. We've seen it does recently two percent up, three percent down, four percent up, five percent. I mean, it's it just keeps going back and forth. So your portfolio right now, guys, that's the reason I told you all the way back in the in in the fall of last year. Hey. The market, you need to rebalance because the market is not going to go up forever. We told you guys, you need to go ahead and start planning ahead. That's the reason why when you grow a garden, sometimes you need to blanch some stuff and put it in some in, in some jars, some mason jars, put it in, in a canning pot and put it up because you may need it one day, right? That's yeah. your portfolio. Yeah. Once you get some of these outsized returns, let's trim it off. Put some of that away. Put it in assets that aren't going to fall whenever the market falls, right? We don't need yeah. to have everything earning 50% a year because, unfortunately, right. if that's the case, Tony, if something can earn 50% a year, what can it also do? It can lose. Exactly. 50%. So yeah. we need to make sure we're, we're keeping things in perspective. Different assets doing different yeah. things. If it can earn 50%, it can lose 50%. Absolutely. And and there are, there are a number of uh, current options that have become available. They've made some vehicles, especially for retirees to kind of, uh, that do provide some safety yet have some returns, uh, to keep up with inflation, well, you know, MIGAs and things like Tony, that. Tony, I'll tell you, we've, we've definitely, uh, begun to use more options than normal, especially, uh, going into 2020 and 2021. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of retirees, they're unfamiliar with how options work. Um, I, I had the, had a client that said, this is how they learned it. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that is the, that is the simplest thing I've ever heard. Uh, they said, you call someone to build them up. But whenever you talk about them behind the back, you're putting them down. So think about it. When you buy a call, 
you're doing what? You're expecting something to go up. When you buy put, you're expecting something to go down. So it, putting some hedging on your portfolio, using some of the, the new structured notes or buffered index, and I'm, this is not a, once again, I know the, the regulators are out there going scribble, scribble, scribble. Uh, this is not a, a solicitation for an investment. I'm just explaining in concept to these people. So regulators, sit down, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, yep. So, so, so there are ways to protect your downside and still give you a, a large amount of upside. But unfortunately, sure. a lot of people are just using chocolate vanilla, you know, by the S&P, by 10-year treasuries, and it's been a rough and bumpy ride. So uh, yeah. one of the other things, Tony, just to kind of shift gears, that, that people are starting, I hate being right, but I like being right. Because well, sure. taxes, we have been talking about for how long? Ever since we have been on the air, we have been talking about taxes. Well, yeah. guess what? Taxes always play a role an, in every aspect yes, of financial but there was planning. An, That's what I've learned. Finally, there was an article the other day in Market Watch that was talking about the impact of taxes on retirees. And I'm like, oh, my God in heaven, we have been screaming this for the past four years. So, folks, think about it. It is logical, Okay. Your your provisional tax rate is what your social security is, is tax is based on. All right. How much of your social security income will be brought back into your port into your your income for taxation purposes, right? Up to 85%. So 15% is tax exit. And then you have 85%. And you have two glass ceilings along the way under up to a certain amount at zero up to another certain amount. It's 50 up to another certain amount. It's 85. Well, what people are realizing is even though your standard deduction and exemption may be indexed for inflation, your your provisional income has not been historically. So now that people are needing more and more money to spend to provide day to day services, pay rent, pay bills, buy food, et cetera. Now they're starting to say, oh, my goodness, wait a minute. Why? Why am I getting taxed like this? Well, it's because we had a, we have a, a, a case study that we do in one of our classes and we talk about the fact that you know, taking a small distribution of even say five hundred or a thousand dollars, if you break that glass ceiling and all of a sudden you you go from paying zero social security provisional income tax to now you're in the fifty up to fifty percent bracket, you know, a, a thousand dollar distribution, if it breaks that ceiling, instead of costing you twenty-two percent, it could cost you forty percent because now you got to pay tax on social security that you didn't think you were going to pay otherwise. So you know, it, it really does make a huge difference to have the other sources of income, like we talked about, Tony Roth, uh, after-tax income, being able to mix and sprinkle some capital gains and dividend rates inside. Uh, it can really go a long way into decreasing your taxation in retirement. And let's face it, it's not important what you make, it's what you keep. And then there you last go. but not least, because I know we, we're bumping up against the end, interest rates, you know, Interest rates, I've I have heard if I have heard it once, I've heard it a hundred thousand times, it seems like, since uh, we've been in, in this business. Interest rates. As we see interest rates continue to tick down, I have I've heard, you know, well, I remember I'm getting, you know, less than one percent, maybe two percent on my CDs, and I remember getting ten or fifteen or twenty percent. 
Well, good news for you. Uh, that is probably going to start ticking back up because obviously it's a it's a lagging effect, right? As interest rates go up, doesn't automatically mean CDs are going to be pulled that lockstep, right? It's going to take some time, but it will start to come up. So maybe you'll start to get some three, four percent CDs in in the near future. That would be great. Ten uh, year Treasury, I think, is three and a half right now. So that's that's good. But once again, what what we're seeing is it's it's having a huge impact to if you're putting new money to work, that's great. But chances are most seniors aren't putting new money to work. So they've seen that five or 10 percent drawdown in their bonds and interest rates going up is what they wanted. But they didn't think that, oh, my goodness, what was it going to be the negative impact? So that's that's been kind of a, a catch 22 and a, and a double-edged sword and then well, yeah. and then also tony one of the things that we're starting to see which is what the fed wanted what they envisioned what they wanted to do to to bring down inflation is you have a lot of retirees that whenever whenever they do finally uh you know go in put their notice in their job they walk out the door a lot of them want to buy a vacation home or a lot of them want to move to a to an area like a Bluffton, a Hilton Head, a Savannah, um, you know, maybe move to the lake, you know, et cetera. But if you're if you haven't bought before 2022 and you're now just getting to the point of buying in in fall of 2022, you could have afforded a five hundred five hundred fifty thousand dollar house in January and just by a factor of interest rates, that that house is now that you can afford maybe in the 350 range. Because as interest rates have doubled, that means our interest has also doubled in what we're paying for our mortgage, which is going to cut down on what you can purchase. The problem is prices really haven't fallen as, as precipitously as maybe they should have. So I do think we all feel better when our homes are worth more and our portfolios are, are worth more and it's getting to be a little bit long in the tooth now, but um, you know, this is something that we're going to have to see a correction. You had a, a interest rate before the, for the COVID crisis, you were around 4%. Everybody and their brother refinanced and bought homes, Tony, in 20 and 21 at 3% or 2%. Well, uh, obviously, if, if interest rates went down, prices went up. Well, now interest rates are going up. What do you think are going to have to happen to price? it's going to have to come down, right? So just be prepared. And if you're about to buy something, I I would probably tell you to wait just wait a little bit. You know, there's going to be those. I, I saw a thing on, um, on I, I won't mention the, uh, a financial celebrity. I won't, I won't even, I won't even mention their name. A financial celebrity said, this is the best time to buy a house in the history of buying houses oh. and use my mortgage company. Um, folks, just because just because someone says that you should do something doesn't mean you should and and take and take it from from our perspective i'm not telling you to do everything that we're telling you but i'm telling you it's something that you need to think about and it's food for thought you need to make the best educated decision you can for you and your family and that's why we're here and that's what we're here to do every week for you guys is bring you some information you can use see if we can help you improve your situation and your long-term finances for you and for your family if you have questions we have answers give us a call 877-269-0839 that's 877-269-0839 or you can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com go to our go to our questions page um 
contact, send us an email, happy to answer it on the air, or we will give you a complimentary 20-minute Ask Us Anything session. We do three of these a week. I haven't done them in the last few weeks just simply because we've had so much going on trying to complete the book. Uh, unfortunately, once again, back in school, kiddos, it's been kind of tough. <laughs> been kind of tough to fit it in, but Busy. but I will make the commitment to you guys. If you were one of the first three callers that leaves us a message, because obviously I'm not answering the phone on Saturday. Uh, if if you call and leave us a message, we will give you a 20 minute session via phone or in person where you can actually sit down with a professional and get your questions answered. Because here's the thing. The only bad question, Tony, is the one you don't ask. Right. And give that phone number one more time before we go. Absolutely. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. All right. Thanks, Travis. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.